Hey guys, welcome. And uh, so today what I wanted to do is to uh, pick up on the topic that we're currently going through in the, uh, the um, mini course that I have running right now. And in particular, this week has been this topic of um, the sales presentation. So <clears throat> what I thought I'd do here today, just in the next uh, 20 minutes or so, is to um, just recap kind of like some of the some of the some interesting facts that I think are, are, are something important for you to uh, to consider. And secondly, to just introduce you to the initial part of what I call the story sales presentation. Um, and um, so the context of this really is as follows. Look, there are only a certain number of business models that you can follow. Right. There's a certain number. You know, you your choices are kind of into um, property. That's a big one. Obviously, you could you could become an Airbnb host. You could, if you've got, you could borrow, take some investor money and buy a property and then manage it. So that's one option you've got for sure. Secondly, um, maybe Amazon uh, e-commerce, FBA, so drop shipping and that sort of thing. You see a lot of offers around that, and certainly a lot of people do very well with it. Um, but it is challenging. It's something. It's like an all-encompassing thing you've got to get involved with. It's not like something you can just dip your toe into. Thirdly, maybe a Shopify store. Maybe you want to run an e-commerce Shopify store, something like maybe you've got a maybe you've got some product. Maybe you have a brand that you want to resell and create a, sh a store out of that. Um, fourthly, um, affiliate marketing, which is incredibly popular these days. You see a lot of offers around affiliate marketing. And um, look, certainly there are there's a gold mine of opportunity out there. There's a ton of people that need help with all sorts of different things. You being an affiliate to somebody else's product can can work very well. The one thing I would say there is that, again, it's it's like a mindset thing. It's like you're all in or you're not in. Right. It's not something that you can dabble in a little bit unless you really understand kind of what you're doing, because just just scratching the surface of it and uh, testing things out is probably not going to work as well as you imagine. So that's just the uh, caveat there. Of course, there are some great offers. There are some new people offering great affiliate products. And in many cases, they do work very well. Um, but it is a whole world in itself, right? Um, so those are the first kind of choices. You also can think about a coaching or consulting business. Um, you could think about an agency or some sort of service provider. Right now, people are talking about AI, you know, uh, implementation services. And then lastly, you could be thinking about developing some sort of software uh, or an app of some sort. So you see there, there are a certain range of business models that you can be thinking about. Now, here's the thing. There are some of those uh, business models that do not really require anything in terms of presenting a concept or, or digging into like the the reasoning behind why this is a good strategy. For example, property, you could probably get somebody involved just based on a simple concept uh, around, you know, the type of property investments you want to do. So that may be not requiring that kind of like um, uh, kind of in-depth kind of uh, presentation or kind of um, argument as to why something is a good idea. Same with e-commerce. Maybe uh, if you're just doing it on your own and you just want to resell products, you probably don't need to convince anybody of anything. It's, you know, in terms of a business to business relationship, it's more about finding the mechanisms that are going to get you in front of the right consumers. But the other ones. Uh, so, again, that means things like even affiliate marketing or coaching, consulting, 
software, apps, um, agency services, or some sort of service provider like AI, you're going to need a sales presentation, right? It's going to be very hard to go in and compete beyond the kind of like uh, low hanging fruit, let's say, but it's going to be quite hard to compete at a broader level, at a bigger scale, if you are more transactional, if you're trying to get up a site, a site up and running, if you're trying to code up the software, the app, and you're just trying to market that, right? There's a certain amount that you can do there, but what's going to happen very soon is you're going to run out of the kind of early adopters and you're going to have to want to build partnerships or relationships that are going to allow you to get to the next level. And in some cases, say, for example, if you're thinking about launching a, something to do with technology and you want to convince some co-founders, you want to find a strategic partner, you want to find an investor, um, you're really going to need to be able to give a very clear argument as to why it's such a good idea, why this is a good business for you to get involved with. Um, so I just want to also differentiate between a sales presentation and an investor pitch deck. So a lot of people at an early stage might be thinking or might already have an investor pitch deck, and that's the thing you're focused on. You've got all of your, um, you've got your value proposition statement, you've got your problem statement, you've got other things all loaded into your investment pitch deck. Look, this is a different angle, right? That is really for the purposes of arguing with an investor that you've got a good investment opportunity. That is not the same thing as a sales presentation, which uh, is designed for a different purpose, which is to open that door with that particular prospect to the point where they are excited and keen to learn about your product, right? So these are two very, very different things. Um, so hopefully that little sort of intro gives you some idea of what we're talking about here, that you know, a sales presentation is um, it's a must have. It's an essential part of your toolkit. It's an absolute, um, it's, it's an absolutely essential kind of like component of what you're working with. Not only so that you can go out and use it to get in front of your clients, but also just for your own ability to articulate what it is you do and why that is a good idea for people to uh, buy into or partner with you for. Right. So um, now ask yourself, have you got a great sales presentation? Right. What does your sales presentation look like today? Do you believe that if you got in front of a an amazing client, someone that you know really had deep pockets and had a big problem that you would be able to present to them, um, you know, very clearly what it is you do and why it's very important? Do you, do you believe that you have that or in the case of most people that are you know, online looking for services and help right now, most people will jump straight into a demo, right? That will be your default. You will say, um, hey, Mr. Prospect or Miss Prospect, I've got this great thing. Uh, let's jump on a call. And then you, you'll basically go into the demo, right? You'll say, hey, it does this. Here are the product. Here's the product. Here are the features. Here's what it does. Isn't it exciting? It's got amazing features. It's much, it's a, uh, it does everything, right? All singing, all dancing. You'll be all about your product. Now, the question is, in many cases, or the question that you must be asking yourself is, is that enough? Um, and is that going to be sufficient to, you know, get your customer over the line? And what we hear most of the time is that demos fall flat. You have to do two or three demos to get to the right people, 
you have to spend quite a bit of time nurturing those clients to be able to make some progress. Um, so there's clearly a bit of a gap, right? There's a gap there. Now you might also be saying, you might be somebody who's working on software or an app and you say, well, you know, it sort of sells itself. You just post it online, you post it into a, one of the app stores or play store and uh, you, you know, have an ad or you have some content, you drive people to the actual app and off they go. Now, okay, so here's the question on that one. The question is, is your educational process and onboarding and induction process sufficient and mature enough so that when someone lands on your site or your app, that they learn what it is, they download it and they actually start to use it effectively because they really have a good understanding, you know, what it is and how, what value it can bring. Or are you finding, which is probably true in very many cases, that you do a lot of kind of marketing, whether it's uh, free content, whether it's paid ads or anything else, SEO, and you get a lot of traffic, but you, and you even get downloads, right? But you don't get usage. You don't actually get the people to engage with your app, engage with your solution, stay using it for more than say, you know, even a day or an hour um, before you have to start marketing to them to actually start using your product, right? So. There is a lot of um, wastage going on there. There's a lot of friction and there's a lot of wastage going on. People are not uh, clearly not understanding. I mean, I myself, I come across an ad, I see something to do with, let's say, Instagram uh, social media marketing and about a brand new app, a fantastic app, and you, you open it up and you see that it's actually been running for three or four years. It's got a lot of five-star reviews. Um, you click on that, you download it, you take a look around, and then, you know, weeks go by, you don't really use it. You haven't really sort of figured out exactly what it is, how it works, uh, how you can use it, all the rest of it. And so this is very common. In a more B2B setting, this is also true that, um, you know, you could be working very hard to get appointments and you could actually book appointments for demos. But then as soon as you get onto that call, what you find is that you're, you're deep into the presentation around all the different features of your product and actually the customer is really not engaged. The customer isn't really understanding the relevance. They're not understanding the value. They've got a lot of other questions about, well, you know, how does it integrate with what I've got? You know, do I need to replace this? Do I need to replace that? You know, how is, um, you know, what about the service contracts and all these kinds of things? They've got all these other questions, whereas you might be still trying to get them over the line in terms of, hey, haven't I got a great product? So what can we do about all of this? Look, there's a there's a really a big gap there. And this is why this week on my uh, training, kind of my free training, uh, it's a it's a totally free nine week uh, um, email training course that I put together. And if you want to sign up for that, you're more than welcome. I'm going to put the link in the um, in the details description of this video. Um, it's very simple. You just get an email every Monday, which gives you a little bit of a uh, there are actually nine nine total kind of um, uh, mini trainings and each one drops on a Monday. So kind of it allows you to learn kind of in a leisurely way. Um, so you're more than welcome to sign up for that. Um, but this week, the whole focus of that was the sales presentation. And so um, what about this sales presentation? Are sales presentations the same? You know, is one sales presentation as good as another sales presentation? Isn't, sell, isn't a sales presentation something that only kind of, um, you know, a sales team needs to be able to go out and meet with a customer? Okay, these, these are all 
you know, kind of not the right way to look at this. What's really important, let's say you're a founder. It's probably you listening to this right now or watching, or maybe you are working together with a founder or something, or you uh, operate in another group, or maybe you haven't even started yet. You're thinking about it. The thing is, I would call you a sort of, you know, CEO of your business. You're a founder of your business. You're the owner, or maybe you're inside a company, a larger company, and you're trying to bring a new product to market, right? So you are the captain of that particular product and maybe you're the line, you know, responsibility managing director of that area. Everyone that has that kind of responsibility must have a presentation that you can go out and give at a moment's notice, right? If you come, if someone invites you for a, um, you know, to come over to their offices and present, or if someone offers you an opportunity to get onto a podcast, or if somebody offers you uh, even a bigger opportunity, maybe to go and present to a senior, you know, kind of leadership team of a company, you must have a presentation ready, right? That is, that's a, an absolute must have. And you cannot be, you know, trying to think of that uh, new every single time something like that comes up. You basically need a standard presentation. This should be your calling card. This should be your message. Um, as, uh, as some people say, you know, you're kind of your message to millions. Uh, this is what this is about. So it's worth spending that bit of time early on in the process of launching something, or at the very least, now that you've got something up and running in the market, um, it's worth spending the time to think through what is your message? What's the, the big picture? What's the uh, kind of like compelling reason why somebody should take an interest in what you do? Um, so I want to present to you, I want to go through with you a few slides just to give you an, give you an illustration of kind of what I'm talking about here. But I wanted to set that context. So what we're talking about here is that you need a presentation. It's different to your investor pitch deck. Um, it is something that's very clear about, you know, the, the big trend that you're on and the reason why someone should take notice and, and uh, take a look at your product, right? That's the overall focus of such a presentation. Um, what else to say about that? I think that's probably covered it. And um, uh, yeah, and the other thing I want to say here is that um, this is the way, this is a very, very powerful way of getting people aligned to your message, right? Because um, if once you start putting a team together, let's say you're someone who's just at that sort of early stage and you haven't quite put that team together yet, um, the question you have to ask yourself is how are you going to get people to think in the same way about your organization and about what you're putting together, about your product? And so that, again, this is where the sales presentation comes in. It is the cornerstone kind of um, uh, asset that you need in your company that says, hey, here's the reason why we are doing what we're doing, right? And here's the reason why this is our mission to go and help customers of this type. Because if they, if, if you don't exist and they just carry on the way they are, then they are gonna either carrying, carry on having the same problem or they're gonna get into a worse problem or somebody else might come along and try to help them and maybe what they help them with is not as good as how you can help them, right? So there are many reasons why you uh, why you exist in what you're doing, why it's a valuable uh, uh, offer, but you must be able to communicate that very effectively. So um, what I so what I did actually I, um, is to put together a sales presentation for what I do. Right? So for the R three framework, 
what I thought about is, okay, well, what is actually uh, the reason why uh, somebody should take notice of this? Why is it important to you, right? Why can't you just carry on with what you've got? And so um, we want to be thinking about these things in that way. So in fact, I'm 100% guilty of exactly the same thing. I spent probably several years building out my uh, framework, building out my program, building out other things. And it was one day that it really dawned on me. I said to myself, you know what it is? I haven't got a really singular, clear message about why someone should, you know, uh, value this particular framework. So what is different about this framework compared to any other? And here it is in a nutshell, the, 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 the very, very, uh, um, at the very core of what I do, it's because there is a 96% failure rate in the marketplace, right? That is the, that is at the core of what I do. Um, and my belief that if you follow the right methodology, you can achieve a hundred percent success, absolutely guaranteed right there, but you do need a mechanism. You need a process, you need a methodology to approach your work, um, to guarantee yourself 100% success at the end. Because at the current time, the majority of people are in what I call free flow. You're in free flow. You, uh, you research some things on, on uh, YouTube. You maybe read a book. You read a few other things. You talk to some peers. You talk to other, thing, uh, other people. Maybe you join an accelerator. Maybe you're part of an incubator. Maybe you just try things out online for yourself. Uh, maybe you sign up for a course, um, all these things. So you're kind of in free flow. And what happens in that case is that you're essentially becoming very reactive to kind of the the thing that you're trying to deal with at that present time, right? Because every single thing you try to do is difficult to the degree that, you know, it could take you weeks, if not months, to actually do that thing. Um, and so you end up sort of like having all these things stacked up You've got a ton of ideas, a ton of options, a ton of people, you know, offering you help, but there's nothing to, to glue it all together. There's no one common process you are following, which is going to be the systematic way for you to get to the end result. Right. So in my and exactly what happened when I started this at the beginning, the very first thing that happened is I came across someone who um, and, and a very good guy, actually. Um, presented the concept of, uh, you know, how to put a webinar together. And I thought, hey, that's a great idea. And the way he presented it was that, you know, whatever your stuff you've got, just like put it into a webinar, make sure that's structured, run some ads, book calls, off you go, right? So uh, in concept, it was very simple. Uh, but I, what I can tell you is that that was probably the most complicated um, thing to actually try to achieve, especially for someone, you know, starting out to put together a, you know, a program and a coaching program uh, online, not knowing how to run paid ads, not knowing, um, you know, many other things about that. So it was a very complicated thing. It took many months. I think uh, each iteration I did of that webinar took at least four or five months in the end, because there were so many small things to think about and the structure needed to be right. And then you'd run you'd run the webinar on ads and it would fall flat, nothing would happen. And then you'd come back to the drawing board and you'd sort of rework some stuff and then you'd rerun the campaign and this whole thing would keep going forever for so many times. Um, by the way, that webinar is now on version eight, right? That's how many times I had to try to refine 
that particular presentation to make it you know really solid and very valuable and now actually it's amazing uh, people tell me it's amazing um that it's a very high value webinar um anyone who watches it you know they are like they're so clear on exactly how this works what benefit and value they get from it so it kind of it ticks all the boxes now however what i'm saying is that it took me a really long time to get that figured out and that was because it was out of context right it was completely out of context there were many other things that i should have taken care of either in parallel or before doing that um and certainly if i had done so many other things before that then actually constructing that webinar would have been much easier and so that's a prime example of how it's a really crucial that you get the sequence of what you're doing right um, and that's what the framework is all about anyway that's to give you the context so i just want to run through some um here i'm just going to share my screen here um and okay so here we are just to see my screen there you can see hopefully you can see everything so um again this is the presentation that i put together for what i do so this is about the r3 framework and as i go through this i'm i'm only going to go through the first 10 slides just to give you a a feeling for it um and um but i want you to just start to think about um you know your own concept you know what it is you do and how you could start putting that into pictures into uh clear messages around you know how you could present that to somebody so um the first the place we start here always is to think about the headline title so what is the transformational change that you are making for your customer um in my case it's turning ideas into digital success stories um and by the way one thing i'll add at the beginning here is that um there are quite a few people online right now presenting to you the idea that you just need to jump into the tech right into the tech whether it's software whether it is an app whether it's um data some, something to do with data maybe it's even building an agency or something they really want you to jump in at the deep end they want to get you going right into the deep end start just like building the app start painting screens that kind of thing uh i want to remind you that you know the technology is an enabler right it is not the um it is not the uh uh you know the the you're not building technology for the sake of technology what you're doing is you're using technology to to solve a particular solution a problem right that's what you're doing you're using technology to solve a problem um and so the question you, you should have for yourself is so like, what's the headline message that you've got for people around your particular software um i see so often all the time in fact i see pitch decks i see um I see SaaS, you know, websites, um, and the message is unclear. It's like, I can't tell what this software does. And even though I sort of like skim through the pages and everything, and of course, you know, people have got these, people have got these websites with, you know, especially for SaaS products, you can't really understand what they do. And yet they've got sort of, you know, things all over the site saying, hey, we've worked with 100,000 people or 20,000 people. We've worked with all these companies. We've been featured in all these magazines. You know, most of it is not believable. You really can't believe what you're seeing there. So maybe that's an aside. In any case, that's the way you start. Question is, what's the headline message for your particular, um, you know, your product solution offering? And so that's the thing to get right. And so what we do here is we go into the first sort of like uh, 
In fact, probably the majority of the first 10 slides are about the trend, right? They're, what they're saying is what we want to do here is we want to present the trend in the marketplace. We want to get people to understand. We want to help your prospects. And in my case, the same thing, my prospects to understand that things have changed. Things are changing. Things, um, uh, you know, the reason why innovation even exists is because things become obsolete. Things go, uh, things stop working. Things change because of other, other related things, right? So there's a lot of obsolescence in the marketplace. And so there's a shift, there's shifts taking place all the time. And so this is what we want to, first of all, play into. So in this case, what we say is, you know, we now live in a hyper-competitive and rapidly changing digital world. And this is true because even 10 years ago, even though we had websites up, we had big companies that all already launched, but generally speaking, the transformation to digital across the uh, landscape, across companies, across individuals using mobile was just starting. And that was around about 10 years ago. So, um, you know, in this case, we start there. We say we now live in this hyper-competitive and rapidly changing world. We then go on to showing that transition, right? So in this case, we say a shift from web 1.0 to web 2.0 and now web 3.0 and a bit of a timeline to just give someone the context of what that looks like. Um, we then talk about here, um, you know, that what people expect has changed for good, right? And really the key point on this slide is that we have vastly higher expectations. Everything has to work a lot better than it used to. And people want results from things that they, they get or they're given, uh, not just like more work to and more learning. They want real results out of it. And they want the best way. They don't want the second best way or the third best way. They want something well thought through uh, to accelerate their speed, to be able to deliver value to their customers and be able to get things up and running fast. Um, and finally, on this point, transformation. It's not about you know just giving people different problems to deal with but about transforming their environment. So you're starting to see here kind of what I'm talking about. We're talking about this change, this shift, and hopefully you can start to map this to your own business model and start to say to yourself, yeah, I could see how this applies to me. I could start explaining certain things about the shift that's taking place, right? And this is the higher level that you wanna to get to. Most people are so much in the detail about trying to actually get something working that it's actually quite hard sometimes to get yourself out of that and into a much higher kind of picture level about what it is. Remember that your customer um, probably has just met you, probably just came across your product, probably just saw it. They're operating at a, at a, at a far less level of understanding about what it is you do, right? You're so in the detail that you, even know the code, right? They are at a, such a high level. They, they're just trying to understand, well, what is it you're actually even doing? Which area? What's the, what's the purpose for it? So um, again, I'm not gonna go through all the slides here. There are actually about 20 slides, but I will go through, you know, not even the first 10 actually, just like a selection of them. But I wanna give you this one as well, because what starts to become important is that you put some numbers in front of people. You say, to, you've, got to you've got to help people understand the scope of the problem, the size of the problem, right? In their own kind of world. So, um, and people might not even be aware. I mean, for example, if I said to you that, did you know that 66% of the global population uh, uses the internet now? 
you might know that, but you wouldn't probably wouldn't know that number. You would just think that, well, isn't everybody on the internet? But it's actually not true. It's two thirds, but you know, that's still a very specific number that I think is important to get across. Um, important to know that 59% already is from mobile. Um, it's also important to know that 95% of people who, you know, might hit your website, if they are unhappy for some reason, they will just never come back, right? They will literally never come back. So that's it, gone. So you have that sort of, I think they call it three seconds to get somebody's attention, get them kind of like sold on what it is you do. Um, otherwise they're gone, right? They, they don't see it's for them and they've gone. And, and finally, the most important number here, that only 4% of digital product launches succeed, which is the, num the headline number, which guides kind of what we do here with this framework. Um, and the final point I say here is that, you know, but the software and the tools are not the main problem, right? Because it's easy to think, well, you just need better, better software or you just need better things, right, to make it work. But it's not actually true. It's, uh, it's very much about how you are taking your product to market, which is the challenge. Okay, so I won't go through too many more. Um, you know, what I do in this particular presentation is I, I then sort of ask people, I say, look, are you part of the 96% uh, badly wanting to feel the way the 4% do? You know, you desire a better way, you, you feel a bit of distress around real problems that you're dealing with day to day, and you really wanna feel more in control, right? So these are kind of like really key points. So, um, what happens in this presentation, and I'll probably just touch on a couple of things here before finishing, is that we talk about the trends, probably for the first, I think it's nine, 10 slides down here. Um, and then we jump into um, the who is winning and who is under threat, because the next few slides talk about who's winning and who's losing. And so this is your opportunity in, the, in your presentation to your clients so the first thing you've done is you've set the scene by talking about the big trends and the and the, the headline numbers that they should be aware of. Secondly, you then go into now who's winning and who's under threat, meaning like who's getting this right and who's not getting this right? Who's, who's gonna win and who's gonna lose um, in this particular marketplace, right? And what you're doing is you're leading people through, um, so I have like a whole, I have about seven or eight slides that talk about uh, this, I'm just going to pick this one at random. Can't remember what exactly is on that slide. Let's take a look. Um, yep. So, you know, what I talk about here through these slides is different angles on who's winning and who's losing. And in this particular, this particular slide, I talk about new competitors and the financial health education retail and that AI is set to disrupt all major industries. So these are some things that we just need to, you know, restate so that you, you, you know, we, we might really understand that. And I kind of finish off by talking about the fact that we cannot ignore the losers, that 70% of scale-ups fail, 97% of funded startups fail, and most do not raise funding. So you're starting to get the idea. So once we've, once we've presented the winners and losers, then we start to go into, well, what does that really mean? And so what I do here actually in this case, and now yours will be different, but what I do here is I start to talk about, um, you know, there's a common thread and I, I highlight the the common problems that why things are failing, senior management issues, lack of knowledge, weak business models, and unsuccessful marketing. And then what I do actually is I go into, in my particular case, I go into the something called the customer development uh, methodology of Steve Blank, who even himself in 2015 
kind of said that that was like uh, from the 2010s and there needs to be a new and better way. Um, and so I sort of like talked through that. And then I talked through, well, here's my solution to that. Here's a better way. Here's a new and different way to solve this. Um, if you go the old way, the, the current way, you've got a 96% chance of failure. And if you go this new way, you've got 100% chance of success. And there's a reason for that because of the way it's structured. Um, so I don't want to turn this into a sales kind of pitch for you guys, which is probably how you're probably thinking about it right now. Um, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to show you that in some sort of graphical or come kind of, you know, with pictures, you can show people that there was a trend, there are winners and losers, and now there is an old way of doing things. And now there's a new way of doing things. Um, and that's the simple structure. That is the simple structure. Um, and I kind of finish off this uh, part by saying, you know, how to go from high failure rate to impossible to fail, which is what uh, our methodology is all about. This framework, this sort of cycle of development that we have cr created that makes sure you tackle all these very important topics in a 90 day cycle. So you're always addressing these points and you're compounding the um, the compounding, getting those points right. That is what allows you to uh, build a successful business. The alternative being that you, like I said at the beginning, you kind of become a bit reactive to um, what's uh, on, you know, what you know you have to work on in the next week or two, and you start to work on those things, and then you become reactive again to whether that worked or not. So you're not really following. You're not following any kind of real uh, methodology or uh, process. What you're doing is you are you're just test you're just testing out what's happening in the market and in my belief, you're probably leaving 90% on the table. You are not addressing probably 90% of what you actually need to address. Not to mention the fact that by doing it that way, that free flow kind of way, I believe 100% that what happens is that you uh, take far too long because you just didn't know what else to work on, right? So you're, you work on things too much. You might work on a funnel and you might over-engineer it because you don't know what's next, right? You think that you have to perfect that particular step. And so, but then you don't realize that there's 20 more steps you've got to do. You don't even see that coming because you don't know what those are. And so that's where this framework comes in. Um, let me uh, let me just shut this down. Okay, guys, so hopefully that was helpful for you. What we went through there, we, um, you know, the beginning, I wanted to go through those business models. I wanted to talk through the different options um clearly there are so many options um you know that you could be following but there are only a few that you know in my belief are going to lead to um personally i think there are only a few that are going to lead to long-term happiness right if you go if you go down some of those um you could spend a lot of time you get very frustrated it could it could tail off at the end because you don't really it's not really you're not really passionate about that and you're not really solving major problems for people like, for example, if you're just reselling other people's products, maybe affiliate marketing, for example, not to knock it. I mean, I'm certainly it has a place. Right. And in, in fact, I've even got an affiliate product that I promote, which is focused on digital marketing. So it's got a place. It's got a place to fit into, you know, a product portfolio. But if you go too far down particular routes, maybe it will be something that you end up not being satisfied about. And that's why um, I want to just emphasize this point that having this sales presentation. Uh, and why that's important. So in my belief, actually, 
the reason why I'm really pushing this and I've spent, you know, the whole weeks talking about it in multiple ways with my course participants um, here, and I'll probably do more as well. The point is that your presentation, your sales presentation uh, is the, is the um, catalyst, is the catalyst for everything, right? It is the direction you're going in. It is the reason why you do what you do. It is the thing that you could wake up to and say, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. That's what, that's my purpose, right? It, it is the thing that allows you to get in front of customers. Um, it is so much to do with like actually sort of opening doors and kind of leading the way. That's why your sales presentation is so important. And not many people really know how to put that together in an effective way that actually makes it work. And so that's why uh, you really want to pay attention to this and think about this uh, quite a lot, because regardless of what you're working on, you know, having that sales presentation in your in your in your, uh, you know, uh, as one of your key assets is going to help you so much. And just before I finish, I want to add one really key point about this that I think is really true. Most of you guys, and I'll really be direct about that, I'll say most of you guys are not thinking big enough, right? You're just not thinking big enough. You might be thinking of an app, you might be thinking of an API, maybe some sort of data aggregation thing, maybe an agency service of some sort, maybe you're thinking of a, a SaaS product, but you're not thinking big enough. And often the reason why you end up being very hyper-focused on one very specific problem that only has a certain kind of capacity to grow and, and expand is because you want to solve a problem, a really, really kind of key problem that somebody has, but you only know a certain amount, right? You, you only know a certain level of information from the outside of that company or that, that particular buyer's um, you know, world. You only know a certain amount. So you end up micro-solving a problem. And so the, therefore you end up sort of, you know, Relatively speaking, you end up playing a little bit small, right? Because you're just solving that thing. That's why on acquire.com, I think, or acquire.io, one of the one of those uh, where you know you can see SaaS applications for sale. That's why there are so many that you know never got past a hundred thousand a year in sales because they got so kind of like um, you know stuck in a very specific problem set. They couldn't really find a way to market that. This sales presentation that I'm really talking about here is your way of expanding that. It's, a, it's your way of getting in front of higher level people. It's your way of getting in front of CEOs of, of mid-sized, maybe even large-sized companies, or at least managing directors of large-sized companies, right? It's your way of getting in front of people that you will not be able to get in front of if you lead with your technology solution or your particular product. You will just not get in front of these people because the minute you start promoting your technology or your product, as the answer to anything, they will shut down. They will just not be interested because they didn't get any real reason as to why it's important for them. And usually there's multiple buyers in that process anyway, especially on the B2B side. And on the B2C side as well, by the way, the essence of what you develop here in your sales presentation needs to find its way into all of your content, right? So it's gonna, it's gonna, be, it's gonna represent itself in other ways. So that's the message today. Think about your sales presentation, think about, you know, how well you're doing that right now. Think about if you if you need to re rethink your sales presentation, maybe even get one for the first in the first place. And that's what we can help you with. So I have a very simple um, less than 30 day sort of mini program that I put together. It's going to help you through that. You can get this done in literally weeks. 
you will then get out there and start to be able to uh, get some feedback from people. It's going to help you learn what people need. It's going to help you uh, pre-sell what you're doing or it's going to sell what you're doing, um, multiple different things. So just get in touch. And if you haven't yet, like I said, you can sign up for my free training course as well. That's it. Have a great weekend and uh, see you very soon.